You're listening to Awaken with Angus Ford Robertson. Exploring humanity's greatest mystery, awakening through awareness. Hello, greetings and welcome. Angus here at the helm, episode 8 of the Awaken podcast. Hope this finds you very well. So last week we explored pornography and uh, we fearlessly, well I hope we bravely investigated its relevance to relationship and hence to evolution, to awakening. Now as if that wasn't hard enough, broaching uh, such a contentious issue as porn, uh, this week I think we're upping the ante still further. And I have to confess, uh, this topic filled me with trepidation. In this episode, we're exploring the phenomenon of Me Too. It's a topic which, of course, raises passions and can uh, inevitably be quite divisive between the sexes, but I could think of no one better to discuss it with uh, than Louise Mazzanti. I felt that if there was anyone that could bring a fresh, balanced and nuanced perspective to the topic, it was going to be Louise. And honestly... I wasn't disappointed. So light the fire, make yourself a brew, and see what you make of this. So here we are again. <laughs> Got my beanie on still. I seem to wear my beanie more and more uh, in and out the house these days. Is that a problem, Louise, do you think? I think you look very handsome with it. Oh, no, wow. it's not a problem for me. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we are going into... A subject that I haven't really, uh, I have, I've only got a few questions on it because I, I just don't know where it's going to go. But I feel instinctively that I want to ask you these questions about Me Too and the Me Too movement of a few years ago. When it happens, just to preface our, our exploration, I think I personally and many men felt quite confused, shocked and threatened. Uh, there was a lot of understanding uh, at the time and sympathy of, wow, gosh, this is going on and the Weinsteins and all these, you know, this stuff happens and it's not right and it needs to be addressed. But there was also quite a lot of fear and negativity that came out of the movement. So I just would like to dip our toe into that subject and hear your views as a, a strong feminine voice uh, to just to hear maybe something around what was what was happening in the the headlines of the story what were we told to believe was happening and maybe the subtext what was kind of really happening at a deeper level and maybe there's a third part to this analysis what is it that we now a few years later need to kind of own name and digest mm -hmm. yeah does that make sense Absolutely. so I'm, I'm just going to leave that with you see what comes up first and then yeah. we'll we'll explore from there what's yeah. coming up around me too for you i think it was so important we badly badly needed it i am all in favor for that it happened that mm -hmm. it happened i think we were a pressure cooker Society was a pressure cooker with resentment, frustration, anger that was 
I mean, how far would you go back in history where women have been suppressed, where it has been normalized that women and women's bodies, women's sexuality are not their own? That yeah. it it is, you know, there wasn't even a term as sexual harassment. It's like there was, and, and even in my own personal experience growing up as a girl and a young woman, what was normal that was just like you just have to put up with dirty old men that just can you know kept calling and that's just a very very light version of what most girls and women experience it's normalized it's just how it is there's nothing you can do about it plus all the the other end of the spectrum which is much much worse like real abuse of women and collectively and systemically you know systems have been absolutely gender unequal and suppressing women and women's rights so that's just the framework of mm. it was a pressure cooker it was needed absolutely. necessary yeah. yes yes mm. we needed to shake up everything to have a look to to be aware of a society that some things are not okay. Mm -hmm. What was usually, what was normal is simply not okay. Mm -hmm. And I think we made great progress, great progress. I think nowadays, you know, workplaces have agreements. It's in the contracts. We talk about it. There's awareness about it. That people, are, people are not putting up with it. And I think that was needed. And I am so happy and grateful that it happened. So that's the one side, the one side. But we also have, there's a risk and it has happened in, in, in you know, we also swung a bit too far. Right. So throwing the baby out with the bathwater and using, and you know, that's a part of, of women's shadow of using, using that as a way of displacing all the pent up anger. Mm. So now we're just going to go for it. Mm. And there has, what I see is that there's many men and especially, you know, young men i i have two two sons one is 25 and one is 19 and you know they got scared yeah like how can yeah. i approach a girl what's okay if i like someone what can i do and <clears throat> i think you know that's just the the young men i think men got really scared and there's been a huge shaming of men's sexuality so it went in it went too far i would say in some occasions it went it went too far and i think it's really important that we find a balance where we are not where women are not using projecting suppressed anger about things that have nothing to do with that onto men to shame their sexuality and to get power over men because then we're back then we're back in the same game of either men have power over women or women have power over men. So that means that we haven't actually found the healthy place of, of the synthesis of the real power, the real potential of men and women working together. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh, so much coming up from that. Yes, uh, I so hear you on the, the both the positives and the negatives. I mean, it is 
absolutely, as you've said, it was essential that the pressure cooker uh, blew its lid and that these topics can then be talked about and to find out, well, but then we get to the point of where is healthy masculine initiative? Where is the point where that's totally fine? Uh, And can we name that? It's almost like in society, we haven't really named and owned that the masculine role His very purpose is to penetrate lovingly, of course, not aggressively, but to lovingly come forward and take the initiative and initiate. That is, as I understand it, correct me if if I'm wrong, desirable by woman. She wants to feel her masculine man's initiative and strength and clarity and integrity and all these things. So, There is very much, in my view, uh, a a lamentable, a regrettable negative that's come from this. And I see it in in certainly my therapy room, where at worst, I have seen men that have, it's terribly rude, it's almost like their sexuality has become grey soup. I call it grey soup. It's Mm -hmm. just completely flaccid. There's, There's no, I mean, just wet lettuce, total wet lettuce. And it just feels, ah, I mean, it it actually brings up quite a strong physiological response to me of, I want to sort of grab them and guys, come on, come on. (laughs) Don't believe the hype. Your purpose is to become dignified and with integrity and direction and pointedness and to, yeah, to ravish your woman as best you can, to love her. (laughs) Is this bringing up anything? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I feel it's almost like you're speaking from the future, Angus. That's where we are headed. Absolutely. I always, you know, I spoke about before, I'm so interested in, in our evolution, the collective evolution, the evolution of our consciousness. And I think we're moving through phases. That's, that's how we evolve. And me too is a phase we needed to move through, like exploring other ways of relating is a phase we meet we we need to move through to discover new ways of connecting of being together to discover something new yes and i think we haven't yet had that we haven't landed in that place of potential that you're speaking to which is yes it's true the feminine has a deep need for the masculine direction, which can, because the feminine doesn't have, and I'm speaking now in these archetypal energies, the feminine Mm -hmm. doesn't have the same sense of direction. The feminine is receptive and needs that, you know, needs that penetration. We're talking about deep archetypal energies. It's true. And how can we find a way to say that? How can we find a way to agree with these deep instinctual needs it's how we function but not in the old way so it's not back to well that means that men should just be you know going for it and women should be ready and they should be directed by what the men want that's not how it works it's a complete dance it's a complete synthesis and i think we still we're still touching it we're still discovering You know, that's why the edge of society for me is so interesting because that's where people 
have these conversations, have these experiences, explore what does it mean? What is the new man, the new woman, the new paradigm? How can we embrace the future? And I think you just spoke to that. Thank you. Uh, and I hear you. You've brought up three, at least three points that I now want to try and capture, if I may. The first point I just want to name back is that one of the it's not even a fear. I was going to say a fear. It's not a fear. It's just regrets almost from the Me Too thing is that actually by, let's call it the, the negative aspects of femininity stamping forward so aggressively, by that happening, I think you know what I mean by that mm -hmm. expression, it's damaged both parties' potential for meeting. Yeah. Because actually what, what has tended to happen is the more vehement and perhaps angry the female voice becomes in that debate, the more man goes, well, F that, I'm not doing that. I'm I'm out of it. I'm just going to shag about on Tinder and just not get involved. You know, I just get what I want and I'm not even going to. So it's sort of preventing any depth inquiry into relationship. That's, that's like the worst possible aspect. But on the, positive side actually and i do want to to just name this as a as a, a a light almost a beacon for men going forwards one thing that i'm certainly discovering on my journey is that the more clarity and forthrightness that man can have with what he wants actually it circumvents this kind of block of me too it's like well here i am man and i'm very interested in you and what i would like to explore with you is now as soon as that clarity has come forward without and it's done in a non-violent communicative way all the me too is now dissolved do you see I, what i'm saying i am so so agreeing angus it's can it come from a clean place exactly both of us and here i speak to both men and women it's about stop the games, stop the manipulation, because yes. men have been manipulating to have sex, but women have too. Yes. You can come clean with, what do we want? I would like this. I'm open to exploring. Where are you? What would you like? This is what is on offer. This is what isn't on offer. Can, can we come from a clean place? Yeah. Yeah, it's just ownership, isn't it? Yeah. And, and certainly, I, as I shared just then, that's from a personal position as well as a professional discovering that when i really have the courage to name what i want in relationship suddenly everything's possible it's yeah. like it's like woman suddenly goes oh well it's a lot to ask but i'm glad you asked it <laughs> you know it's like whoa okay so you mean the last 20 years i could have just named it yeah pretty much <laughs> like, the thing is angus when it's clear yeah. When it's clear, we don't have to guess. We we don't have to feel unsafe. Yeah. Lack of safety comes from, from not knowing. Mm. If you know what's on offer and you can make a choice, that that creates, you know, even in the nervous system, it creates safety. Right? Yes. This is okay. This is not okay. I know what it is. I don't have to second guess. It's all the second guessing and the games that makes us, it takes us into contraction. And then nothing really deep or fun or expensive is possible. 
I love it. So woman wants man to be clear, but here with humor, I reflect back. The feminine is actually about mysterious and hidden. So sometimes the feminine isn't so forthright <laughs> in sharing her truth. I don't know what this brings up for you. That, you're, that yeah. said, you're, you're the exception because <laughs> you really named it. In fact, you, you are the woman, Louise, that has taught me to name stuff. And thank you. But what do you say to that? What do you feel about what I've said? You know, it's difficult when you say the woman is a mysterious because that has a big attraction. And, mm. and that's wonderful. You know, that's wonderful. It's like ah, appealing. But mm. of course, the other side of it is that you just don't know. It creates a lot of insecurity in men as well when they don't know. Is it a yes? Is it a no? Does she want? Does she not? And especially now with Me Too, we have to be so sensitive and careful. It also dampens the the free expression. So yeah. when a woman's no is clear, you know where you stand and you also know then the yes is going to be clear too. If she can say no, you trust it. When it's yes, it's yes. Yeah, yeah. So it creates much more space for that primal expression to also be there because it's safe. Yeah. yeah. Are there aspects maybe taboo aspects that generally woman is taught to hide or contain or not speak about that in your view, we're coming to the point where we need to name stuff. Are there, are there issues, topics, subjects that the feminine just needs to be more clear about with man say? The first that comes to mind is that women tend to not own their sexuality their curiosity, their wildness, their desire, because we have as much sexual desire and adventurousness as men if we feel safe. So I think most women are holding back also because there's a cultural expectation of, no, we should not want it so much. We should be more like we should not. And if we want it, we only want it with him. We don't want it with others. You know, all the things that creates a lot of suppression of, of, of our sexuality. Uh, that's the first thing that comes to mind. That's and do you think there's fear? What, what would be the fear? I do hear you, and I I'm sure you're right. What is the fear behind that? Why has that been suppressed? Why has the feminine not been able to name and own her wild sexuality, desire, and, and more? It's exactly the same as when we're talking about porn. It's shame. Right. We are right. so afraid of being shamed, of being alienated, of being, you know, slut-shamed. And right. that that whole cultural alienation is very strong and the fear, the fear is very strong. So sad, isn't it? Because it's, it diminishes life so much and diminishes relationships and really every aspect of one's creativity and uh, work life and, and more. If, if we can move beyond this judging and shaming and own our healthy sexuality, it's a win-win for everyone. Yeah, there's something when you say that, I think that there's another thing about women's sexuality that I think that aspect we're definitely not talking about, which is the way that we use our sexuality also <clears throat> to get higher in the, in the social hierarchy. Uh -huh. So a woman that more overtly displays her sexuality or her sexual availability will get more 
attention from men, which means that she will, she will grow in the hierarchy. So women will also be watching each other. Mm. Oh, if she's cheap, if she's doing that, that's a threat to me because then she will be the one that gets picked. So I will judge that. And that's, that's what we do to each other all the time all the time so we are manipulating men but we are also manipulating each other it's it's simply how we work as animals because we you know we are hierarchical animals and it's just how it is we are self-organizing in hierarchies even though we pretend we're not we are and we use our sexuality to position ourselves in the hierarchy too it's such a paradox louise because the feminine is I think you'd agree, all about community and support and nurturance and so on. And yet there is this shadow of, yeah, you wait till you turn your back and I'll stab you. You know, it's like, what? No, ow, ouch. And so there is this curious female competitiveness that goes on. Yeah. But it's in the shadows. It's such a paradox. It's it's in the shadows. And the thing is, we, we like to think about ourselves and so civilized and so advanced and all, but deep down, we're animals. Mm. We are animals that need to survive. And we're yeah. deeply driven by that, men and women. Mm. And that's Absolutely. when our sexuality becomes so fascinating because that is really how we survive. So there's so much priming, there's so much instinct. And we think we got it under control here in our prefrontal cortex where this is <laughs> what it is to be human. But we're so driven by instinct. Yeah, fascinating. Louise, thank you. Brilliant. You've you've answered all the questions and more, and I'm really glad we we touched on all that. We'll pause it there. We've got one more session next week. Um, may we do it again same time next week? Great. <laughs> Till then. Bye. You've been listening to Awaken with Angus Ford Robertson. To join my Awaken program, please visit angusfordrobertson.com.